Paradise people, welcome back to the podcast from our radio show here at Bobo 89.1 FM. I'm Bella Rooney, your host, and today we are chatting with Brody Thomas and Andreas McDermott from K-Ocean, a community organization dedicated to removing plastic from our marine environment and so much more. So howdy guys, how goes it? Hi, all good. How are you? Very, very good. Very excited to have you in here today. Thank yes, you. likewise. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so, you're the most guests we've ever had on the podcast, you both of you. We've only ever had one, so now I have two eyes to look at, which is going to be kind of fun. So, thanks for coming in today. Um, now, Brody, I guess we'll get you to start us off. You are the CEO of the company, and Andreas, you're the head of engineering. Um, so, and Dylan, your VP, who's your... Um, Man, your project manager who couldn't be here today, but we we still respect you, Dylan. Thanks, thanks for all you do. Um, so let's start us off, Brody. Why don't you tell us a little bit about K Ocean and why you founded it and your background and all this? Sure. So essentially, K Ocean uh, is designed to help rid our oceans of plastic. Very much quite similar to the ocean cleanup, but something more tailored to the Caribbean. Because I felt like we, as a Caribbean country. Um, are part of the Caribbean, we're just like so excluded in a sense of that protection. Um, I think again we're again on the front lines and there's no really support in, in that end of really intercepting plastic. So when I looked at um, what we have been doing here in Cayman, um, of course Plastic Free Cayman, Protect Our Future, like starting the, the massive movements that they have so I really wanted to look at more of a, a solution-based um, opportunity, and that's where we came up with uh, K-Ocean. Um, so again, it's really in a sense of using the same technology that is out there to, to help uh, from an artificial intelligence perspective to map um, plastic in the ocean and then try to really find ways to optimize solutions to, to intercept it. That's super, super cool. So when you say map, what do you mean? like? I saw you guys had some um, helicopter, uh, what is it, aerial flights that you did, right? Was that was that part of that? Uh, so that one in particular, I think that's when we did our first data collection. Mm -hmm. um, I think a part of what we wanted to do was implement um, safety protocols. So when we mm. do have vessels out in the water, we want to make sure that there's communication um, and then also, of course, aerial support as well. Um, so we did partner with the RCIPS and also with the Coast Guard. So that was really cool, cool that they onboarded with us so quick. Um, I think that was our actual first first outing because I think we did the, the cleanup on one um, one beach and then we went to do the ocean observation um, on the same day. So two busy day. There was hectic, <laughs> but we, we pulled it off, which was which was really really good. Cool. Well, we'll come back to the data collection because yeah. I'm super interested in that. But Andreas, why don't you tell us how you got involved with the, all this? Uh, well, I met Brody like three years ago. And uh, yeah. when he came up with this idea, he needed an engineer. And I just graduated from uni. And, Great. Well, I was about to graduate. And he <laughs> came to me saying, hey, you know, I, ha I have this idea. Do you want to join? I was like, yeah, for sure. You know, it's something I'm passionate about. So. So you have a degree in engineering? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So is that, is that, well, so you currently work at the Maritime Authority? Yeah. Correct. And you currently work at? The Civil Aviation. Cool. So you guys are both <laughs> out there with crafts and seeing a lot all the time then, right? Awesome. So I have tons of questions for you um, from your social media. It seems you pretty much have your toes dipped 
and everything. Um, but I'm super curious about your trolls, and I guess that's your department, Andreas. So, um, Manta Troll, is that what it's called? You call it? Yeah. Right. So, your mission is to intercept and extract plastic from the ocean, which is an amazing idea. So, who designed them? Who uh, created them? Are they original design? Um, so, did you come up with it? Well, the, man the Manta Troll wasn't <laughs> my work, it was Brody's. Yeah, so the, the Manta Troll was just pretty much the, the base um, step to actually uh, collect data. And I think when we came up with that um, uh, design, we actually looked at other ones around the internet and we just kind of like, put something together. Um, and again, I think we first started to do some research on island to see if there was any um, of them on the island. And of course, we found out that there was actually none and mm -hmm. we actually created the, the first one. Sick! And, um, Leandro um, actually did a lot of the, the metal work um, as well. So that was really helpful for him to put oh, together so very cool. But we have some other trolls in the works. Oh, cool! I'm responsible for them. So uh, it's called an MLT, a multi-level troll. Oh. So what that's going to do is uh, measure measure the distribution of plastic throughout the water col column up to like 15 feet. Cool. So it's like every every foot there's like a little rectangle and it captures plastic at that depth. That's really, really useful to know kind of because they all come plastic floats at different yeah. levels, right? That's super interesting. So for people who might not know even what, you know, these trawls are, can you give us uh, just a rundown what the purpose of the trawls are like what what you you're pulling them behind the boat to collect plastic right yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, just, it's just a net it's just a frame with like nets attached and it collects plastic <laughs> yeah and at the the end the, the tip of the the nets would be like a, a filter at the end of it to catch things as small as a microplastic into microplanting as well so when actually that um trawl is pulled up you actually have a filtration system where you actually clean it up with fresh water and put it into like our little silicone things and then we'll probably just put them under a microscope and see what microplanting and stuff is in there as well. And so yeah, I think it comes in a sense of protecting marine life as well. So mm -hmm. if we're using a system out there and we're extracting, we need to make sure that we're not taking any marine life outside of that. So that's a part of the, the testing as well. That was my next question actually is, <clears throat> had you ever accidentally captured any marine life? I mean, cause you guys, I've seen videos, you can go on their Instagram and see lots of videos that they've taken. Um, and a plastic free, they have a reel with when Claire went out with you guys, which is awesome. And you guys collect a lot of sargassum. So have you found anything interesting in that? Oh, uh, no. That's we good. Didn't. We didn't, and I think that has always been my biggest, um, highest importance, I think, is just protecting marine mm -hmm. life. So even when we do put the trawl out, I am just very cautious and visual as guys. We need to make sure that we're looking to see if anything gets caught in it. Mm -hmm. And if there is, then we automatically will be responsible for just dumping it back mm -hmm. out. So but at the moment, we haven't caught in any. That's good. Yeah. That's a big good. That's a big good thing. That the, the, the eye can see, I should say. Right, you could yeah. be catching little tiny shrimps. We have no, no idea. Okay, so how big are they? Give us a bit of a description. Um, and do you pull one at a time? Do you pull Do you pull a few? Do, are you planning to increase the size of them? Or what's what's the... Go for it. Well, right now the manta troll is maybe <coughs> like five foot, five foot long. Mm -hmm. And the net's maybe about 10 foot, six foot. Yeah, I think, yeah, because remember we're doing, we, we actually split them in terms of the design aspect. Mm -hmm. of the, we did a s smaller prototype, a scaled down version. I see, so you're building up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
um, so we can again kind of understand how it would work and then also leave room for improvement to alter the design um, if need be. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like the MLT mm -hmm. the type, it is <coughs> six foot tall and then maybe like six foot wide as well. Oh, okay. And, so, yeah. Uh, it has five nets and those nets are about 12 foot long. That's the baby one. Yeah, that's the baby one. The big one is 16 feet? About 16 feet. There's going to be 11 nets total. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. That is so cool. Okay, well, I'm going to jump ahead to that because that reminds me of the ocean cleanup. And obviously, uh, somebody that you're inspired by, I would I would assume you'd be very inspired by the Ocean Cleanup group. If you haven't heard of them, um, you can find them at the Ocean Cleanup on Instagram. And they're cleaning up the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, I believe, right? Um, and so they have massive operations, massive trawlers, massive. So is that kind of where you're going with that? Um, to some extent, no. Okay, okay, cool. Um, because again, they're more focused on the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Yeah, yeah. I think similar along the lines, we will support them in looking at the Atlantic one, which is closer to us. Mm -hmm. um, but we will be again looking something more focused on what impacts the the Caribbean itself. So, for example, we see surrogasm mm -hmm. is very huge impact around the Caribbean islands. So we're going to look at something more along that design. Mm -hmm. um, whereas the ocean cleanup system just technically just for plastic itself oh, so okay. I think the challenge with that will be is how do we when it comes to that um, when it's intercepted how do we separate the plastic and the sargasm mm -hmm. because we have seen that plastic does travel with sargasm in mm -hmm. our waters as opposed to the, in the grip so regards patches there is no sargasm so yeah, cool I'm going in a different direction same but kind of a different same more. but different yeah Okay, that's really cool. So tell me about this research. So you're out there to intercept the plastic, um, which I guess my question is how often do you have to go out to make an impact when you're trawling? Or is that actually your aim is to try and stop before getting to the sea? Or right now are you in the stages of just data and using your trawls to collect data for maybe how often you might have to go out in the future? Yes, it would definitely be to collect it to see how often we will go out uh, mm -hmm. to actually collect. Um, I think what we have been watching is the, the weather that comes and goes. So, for mm. example, if the weather is completely good for a week or two or a month, then we can anticipate that plastic will be low. But if we know that bad weather has just passed through, then we can expect that for the next couple of days that plastic, an influx of plastic will come in and that theory has been tested and proven. So mm. um, the, the challenge of that is once a plastic does come, we need to make sure that we retain it so it doesn't get taken back into the ocean. So trying to design um, a response basically as to how soon do we go back out there and those mm -hmm. people actually clean them up. Mm-hmm. So what have you been finding with your data collection so far? Um, surprisingly, I would have to say bottle caps and bottles has been <laughs> the most from a quantity. Um, but it, it does vary depending on which side of the island you're you're on. So, mm hmm Yeah. So that's another question is which side is the worst in your opinion so far? Um I'd probably have to say the along the, the east end side, um, coming down to Town, 
um, those are our first areas of focus. Um, we never anticipated that the, the western side would have been impacted so mm. much. I think when we went to one of the cleanups of Plastic Free, mm -hmm. it kind of changed my whole entire perspective because the data that we were going off of mm -hmm. from the wind trajectory and everything, it just focused on, on the, the eastern side of the island. But then going to the cleanup, we're like, okay, well, something's <laughs> wrong. We need to see what's going on here. Mm -hmm. So um, it's kind of evened to some extent, but it's just when and how do we map mm -hmm. it correctly and determine when that plastic is going to come in. So I think one of the biggest challenges now is finding out exactly how is it ending up on the west side of the island. Yeah, that is can understand the currents and, and the wind. That It's a big, big project. It's a yeah. very, very big project. Thanks for doing it. <laughs> we appreciate that. Um, but, you know, I, I guess it kind of does no matter where you go, this island is surrounded by plastic if you go far enough out, isn't it? So you're going to find it on all sides. So let's you've managed to secure thirty six thousand dollars, which is absolutely incredible. So when I looked on your Instagram, um, I saw that you had the K Ocean Foundation. And then is K Ocean then under that as a part of it? Yes, so the foundation would be under K-Ocean itself. Ah, okay. Um, we wanted to kind of, because K-Ocean is actually a, a private entity as opposed to a, a non-profit. Okay, um, okay. I felt that we had a much better control from it from an organization perspective um, than as an NPO, whereas we'll be relying on funds. Um, but we wanted to essentially create the foundation, which is supported by my family's trust, and mm. that is actually funded through that as well. So that is how the foundation um, has had that fund secured there. Um, and of course, the, the purpose of that is to, for conservation purposes mm -hmm. as well. So, yeah. So, as you said um, before we had started recording, you were you're moving into a bunch of different levels of conservation. So I saw, I see you have uh, ocean, you have protecting marine environments, you have, um, oh, there was another one, turtles. Um, and then on maybe the on land side, you have your blue iguanas, rock iguanas, things like that. So is this money that you're, are you hoping to create your own programs for these or contribute to existing? I think that is the plan by the end of the year. We need to get a better um, understanding of what we're actually going to do with that. So mm -hmm. I think for this whole entire year, we've actually just been monitoring, see how things, organizations on the island um, are. Because one thing we don't want to do is create another organization that is essentially doing the same thing as someone else. Just work together, really, right? That's, um, that's what we came up with um, K-Ocean as well, is to kind of bring everyone together in the sense that we're all fighting for the same mission, basically. So it would, I think, more than likely, it would go to supporting um, organizations that are already here to support them um, in their mission. Because I feel if we take it on, then it's more responsibility on us. <laughs> it's true. We have, already, we have a lot already, so yeah. You guys are doing, well, that's why I saw that. I was like, gosh, these guys are already doing a ton, <laughs> you know? But that's amazing. I think, you know, I think they'll accept any help that they can get, especially yeah. if you're going to be campaign advocating for the work that they do anyway. So that's all really, really, really cool. So Andreas, did you run, I saw on your Instagram that you had a cleanup in Plymouth. Did you run that cleanup? No, that was Oh, <laughs> uh, did you go to Plymouth for university? Did, yeah. You did, okay. <laughs> I was wondering. Oh, so what was that about? Who run that? Uh, so I think when we had the World Cleanup Day mm -hmm. last year, mm -hmm. um, I think we were partnered with the um, Passive Free Command in, the, in um, 
uh, protect our future. I think we wanted to do a bit something different, as in have different locations. Mm -hmm. So we included, um, I think, a team or two came and brag, and then we had um, another team um, in in Plymouth. So Adam is a part of the Keiko side of um, the Keiko umbrella. Mm. So he had ran the the cleanup in in Plymouth. So that's how that. That one came about. Okay, no, because you guys are like popping up everywhere <laughs> and every doing everything. I also saw that you are are you partnered with a group called Dopper, right? Partnered or just a part of their wave? Uh, we're a part of their wave, mm -hmm. but then there is a partnership coming in the mm -hmm. pipeline. Okay, so Dopper for anybody is isn't sure they're super cool. Um, they're a reusable bottle company out of the Netherlands that are doing some amazing single-use plastic awareness and providing clean drinking water to many communities in Nepal. And through this, I guess you guys have managed to get involved with them. So, yeah. can you tell us a little bit about that? They're super cool. Everybody, go check yeah. them out. Really love them. Um, I think one of the things we're looking at with um, some of our merch that we would want to put out there is also making sure that they're eco-friendly. Yes. And they're um, sustainably sourced as well. So we looked at, I did a bit of research on some of them. Um, Dopper came out to be one of the, the leading ones. And yeah, they, I think it's best to just say, just wait and see what happens. But next mm -hmm. okay, it will be a nice little. Okay, okay, we'll wait, we'll wait, we'll be patient, that's fine. Okay, so I also saw that you have some HR, like you're trying to hire people for a bunch of different positions and different phases. So I saw head of engineering, but are you gonna be taking that? That was an option on there. You're not leaving them, are you? <laughs> I'm not leaving them. Okay, good. Okay, so like what kind of people are you looking for in case anybody has seen this and is actually interested or have you already filled those positions? Um, 95% of positions have been filled. Dang. Um, I think one of the things is we're trying to focus on is building the infrastructure first mm -hmm. and making sure that we have the department structured the way that they need to be so when individuals do come in, then it's actually up and ready and everything because I think at the moment we went through a couple changes, um, all for the better, but it really gave us the understanding that we're where we need to be, but then we need the right people there as well because in some of the areas, for example, like from a geoceptical perspective, mm -hmm. which uh, would be responsible for a lot of the data collection, we don't have that on island. Mm -hmm. So what we're doing is we're kind of reverse engineering, I should say, the, the role itself and then kind of breaking it onto parts where we can actually train people into those roles. So essentially we're training ourselves first mm -hmm. and then being able to train others that come in. So. Um, yeah, but um, I think in the future, I think if anyone has an interest in um, expeditions, I should say, I think that's going to be one of the major things is going out in the ocean and collecting data and doing research. Um, if you're big on traveling, I think there'll be lots of traveling involved in this. I think we went to Jamaica recently. Um, oh, yes. Tell us about your river trip to Jamaica. I'll let Andres take that one away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, over the, summer. <laughs> Over the summer, we went to Jamaica to meet with the ocean cleanup. Awesome. Yeah, they, they're working on the So one of their main things is uh, like cleaning up the rivers, like stopping plastic at its source. Mm -hmm. And uh, they found that Jamaica is a, a big polluter mm. of uh, plastic into the ocean. And it's a pretty easy, not easy place, but it's a place they could like set up shop and, you know, uh, test their... Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, why not? So uh Yeah, they're so they've they have a uh 
they have systems there where they're like blocking off the gullies. Okay. And uh, they're capturing the plastic there, and then they're taking it out and well, disposing of it properly. Mm-hmm. Why not? So uh, they're right now. It's, uh, it's like in this prototype phase. It's like scaled down. Mm-hmm. They're just like proving the concept right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, we wanted to like help them to like be a part of it. Yeah. I don't blame you because to, like, full scale. so much of that even you know from the Dominican Republic and Haiti comes to us right yeah. and I guess is that where most of our plastic comes from that you have found I think basically from the research and stuff that we have seen that is where majority of our plastic comes from is from the Caribbean countries as well so part of parting with the ocean cleanup from the river perspective is if we can help them close the taps on these rivers then we can see a reduce of influx of plastic in Cayman and it will mean that from our from Kyoshin's perspective, we essentially don't have to really focus too much on designing systems that mm-hmm. much. We can essentially partner with the ocean cleanup in that regard mm-hmm. and also come up with um, our own designs and systems as well for these rivers in certain other um, countries. But um, at the moment, that is where our mission is actually focused. It's really trying to close off as much rivers or support them to clo- close off as much rivers as we can and see what will happen um but that has been the the synopsis so far and um i think when we were there as well we met with uh, the grace kennedy foundation Mm. Uh, i think it was another one as well who are they i actually have never heard of them Uh, so the grace kennedy foundation i think they're actually very big in jamaica oh Um, wow great uh, i can't remember what they do but it's it's like the grace products yeah yes like grace the who makes yeah, all the, the grace like, the, like um the, the products, products yeah. yeah oh okay they have like a foundation and they do a bunch of like yeah they do cleanups um and they again they partner with the ocean cleanup on this um on the on their riverside um projects um in jamaica so i think we went to three of the gullies didn't we yeah three of the gullies and we went to the main one where they actually did their big launch for the the in not the interceptor the what was it called again the little oh, barrier uh, thing? Not, not the barrier, the, the boat? Yeah, the boat. I can't remember what it's called. The tender? Yeah, yes, the tender. Um, where they had the reveal of the tender. So originally, they had planned for the big interceptor to go into Jamaica. But I think they said once they went in and they saw, they, they did their assessments, they found that that was not the actual best solution for mm. the gullies. So they scaled it down and came up with the tenders for certain areas. Mm-hmm. But of course, and once they do their work in the other areas, then they'll come up with different designs because different rivers have different will require different systems. So mm-hmm. I think that's one of the cool things that we saw about it is it's not just one thing that will work for all. It mm-hmm. will change based on the area that you go. So it really helps us as well. Whereas we're not so focused on one thing, we need to kind of think outside the box. Things may be different for for the areas, but oh yeah, you have to adapt to every environment and make sure that you're really just not just doing it for the sake of doing it, but yeah. doing it for the sake of really making a difference. Yeah. <clears throat> That's really interesting. And you mentioned ten- mentioned tenders, which then made me think of boats, which then made me think of how you pull your trawls, which then made me think. Um, as up to now, I've seen that you've been driving your boats to pull your 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 uh, trawls behind it. Yep. Is the amount of plastic that you've been collecting? equal to the carbon emissions of the boats? Um, no. No, no, but. No, 
but one of the things that changed my perception on that, I think early in the very beginning, we were just focused on using bullets and of course. And then I think after I watched the I Am Greta, that really changed my perspective on how we're actually going to be moving and operating as an entity itself. So we're looking at different types of methods to actually move and collect our data. So again, sailboats, but then with a sailboat that will have some factor into how we collect data and how mm -hmm. that factors in as well. So we read that, I think that's where he would come in. Mm -hmm. So I'll be okay with Andres. Um, Here's how it would work with a vessel. Can we see if there can be any change if you're doing with a sailboat, if we're putting mm. calls, like do, do we need to make sure the wind is, all of that stuff. That's you. That's him. <laughs> yeah. So we'll keep him absolutely busy. Um, but, but yeah, so. Well, it's very exciting that you've considered that because that's a big, you know, when you try to make sure you're, all these big things being net zero and all these yeah. different very important so it's really cool i think it's a great idea yeah but i think internally as an organization as well we're trying to make sure that we're going carbon as well so in terms mm -hmm. of the, the office space that we've been moving into making sure that we mm. that our servers are put on uh cloud so we're not really adding to any type of waste even if it's electronic or anything like that paper we're trying to make sure that everything we have is automized and digital as, mm -hmm. as much as we we can make it so that's epic yeah be as carbon neutral as humanly possible. Cool, so uh, some of these plastics that you've been collecting, is there a plan of how do you dispose of them? I'm not sure how many you normally collect in one trawl, but um, do you plan to use them maybe to reuse and create new products or? Yes, I think Dylan, if Dylan was here, he would probably give me the eye because all we've collected is actually in his garage. So oh no. <laughs> he has been begging me to be like, Brody, when are these things are gonna come to my garage? I can need my space. But uh, we have been um, collect, well, keeping them. Um, I think more or less we want to really study what we have actually collected and also try to determine how long it would take um, per catch, how long would it take to sort. Right. It actually is an entire long, lengthy process for that sorting, mm -hmm. which would also become a job creation as well, mm -hmm. an opportunity because, um, yeah. But. Very cool. You guys are just a little island of opportunities really is what is what i'm getting and it's very very exciting because i think there's so much passion and opportunity here yes. you know which is so okay a little weird question is what's the weirdest thing that you guys have found if you have found something weird mm, nothing too no, strange nothing strange of course the the most hazardous thing i think i've always seen is just the, the um the injection the mm, needle thing yeah and i've seen some files with blood in it that's just Oh. Things, grim things, but other than that, nothing out of the ordinary. No. Some things that I that I enjoyed picking up, like uh, some fishing gear. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I, like, reuse it. Yeah. Are you guys fishers, big fishermen types or no? Uh, I fish a bit. You fish a bit. Oh, I, well, I, I go. Think every time you went out on the boat, I have gotten seasick. So oh gosh. The, um. You're still finding your sea likes. Because <laughs> <I'm proud> um, <laughs> leading the, the ocean division, I think that should be a, a must. That yeah, it's the last on the boats, but um, I think I will try to work on it. Mm -hmm. as I, go along, but, um, I think you'll get there. So, future goals. I mean, from what you've said, you have fifty billion different future goals. But what really is your hope from both? engineering side and you as your CEO little mind brain mega mind um, what 
is the future goals for both of you for K-Ocean? You go first on that one. Uh, <laughs> future goals. Uh, right now, one of my main goals is to see like, projects that I've worked on, like design, come to fruition, like actually be built and used to gather like, mm -hmm. our, like the actual information. Yes, yes. Because a lot of a lot of stuff that we need to do <coughs> is going to be based off of the information that we collect now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just want to, yeah, you know? You want to see your yeah. visions come to life. That's your big goal, right? Yeah, yeah. And to keep working on them and adapting them, yeah. right? That's awesome. That's so cool. What about you? Brody? Um, I think I actually have a couple. But I think the, the main one is to really use K-Ocean as that beacon to be like, hey, Plastic pollution is real. Mm -hmm. And if you look at other countries around the world, um, you see plastic just really just floating in their waters. And I think if we don't take the the keen eye to really see that it is a thing here, mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. it's going to be a problem. Because mm -hmm. again, I think like I'll continue to echo that if it wasn't for Protect Our Future and Plastic Free came on, like our beach, one, our beaches would just be covered. Be covered mm. with plastic mm -hmm. and I mean I think it kind of started from as well with Protect Our Future when they did the march mm -hmm. um, I think it was in Plymouth at that time and I was like what are these guys doing yeah and when I looked into it I was like oh, oh. <laughs> yeah I see like because mm. at, at that time for me I was more in my career like working and stuff and I didn't really care too much about the environment or anything like that mm -hmm. but then seeing the youth like they had a voice and they actually use it and they, mm -hmm. they, they, I heard it mm -hmm. and I was like well I have to do something and see what part I can play mm -hmm. in this and then also bring others on board as well to kind of just come together mm -hmm. but um my other target for K-Ocean is to really help safeguard Cayman and then the Caribbean countries as well. Mm -hmm. um, I think that is where we're so focused on the Caribbean countries because again, when it comes to hurricanes, for example, aftermath, we see how united we get together um, to support each other. And I think that's one thing that we need to support each other as well as from that plastic pollution perspective. So yep. even though that we're focused on plastic pollution, we also focus on waste management and education as well. Mm -hmm. So in smaller countries that may not have the facilities or whatever, we'll try to find ways that we can actually go into the, like those smaller um, villages and kind of create like a more like a little waste mm -hmm. management thing to be like, hey, here's how you recycle. Mm -hmm. Here's what you do. Here's where you go. And then kind of part of locals and then see how we can actually. It's all about working together and collaborating and really just realizing we're all on the same planet yeah. <laughs> and we all owe each other, each other the same respect to stay zero waste and, and, you know, it's just one other way to respect each other, I think. And I think it's amazing. And it'd be amazing for you guys to be from K-Man and have K-Man being really the front runner of this. And that's, yes, ma'am, that's <laughs> awesome. I love that so much. So how can people get involved with you guys? Just reach out. Just reach out? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they can just reach out as well. I mean, we have uh, an intern that will be coming on next year, uh, Cody Kirkwood. Uh, he's actually in the BRAC. I think one of the things as well is we've taken some trips to the BRAC in the early days. Mm -hmm. um, and again, the BRAC is just completely filled with plastic again. I would have yep. known about that if it was a protector future going mm -hmm. doing their um, cleanup and stuff like that. Um, so I went over there, um, met with um, uh, Cody, and he's 
very much into engineering as well. Um, and I think we went out, when was it, on Saturday? I think Saturday. And we went to source the materials mm. for the troll that Andres designed. So part of that is getting, wanting to get people involved into coming out with us, um, seeing how we do things mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So I don't want it to be an organization where we're just doing everything. There's an opportunity if you want to get involved, you mm -hmm. definitely can. Mm -hmm. um, Aren't we also working on a uh, community uh, like board? No, not board, but yes, mm. um, a community committee. So whereas yeah. it'll be a part of Keoshin, but essentially um, that would be actually be led by Carrie McLaughlin, which is mm. Dylan's sister. Cool. Um, so we'll I think open that up to the floor in early January. So those who actually want to sit on that committee, they can. Awesome. We'll list out what the um, areas will be. So, for example, if there's a direction that any ideas of the committee comes um, to us with that we should focus on, do whatever, then we'll definitely take that into consideration and kind of because again, we want it to be we want that committee as well be our steering ship mm -hmm, as well. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, I think at the moment I wear a lot of hats. I was gonna say you are yeah man of many hats. So. Um, Learning from Claire, where she just Claire and Bill, they're like, you need to start handling your hats. Yeah. Stuff. So, um, but again, we wanted to share. I think a part of why we put K, a part of the, the K Ocean name, is because it resembles K Man. Mm -hmm. And we want it to be a company where everyone's actually inclusive, whereas from the public as well. So, if you have something to say, you want to make a suggestion or whatever, we will definitely take it, take it into consideration, work on it, develop it. If we can't, I don't think there's anything that was thrown to the table that we have pushed aside. Mm -hmm. um, the background is, okay, well, we've heard, but maybe it doesn't fit right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Further down the line, we'll wait. I remember this. Mm -hmm. go. So, but yeah. Awesome. Okay, so community in terms of, actually, you mentioned sourcing materials. That's another thing is how do you source the materials for your, do you, so is this scrap metal from people's yard that you're like, hey, do you want to donate some scrap metal? Or like, how do you do it? Our, well, a few prototypes that we have planned to like build, mm -hmm. we're going to try to use as much like scrap and uh, reuse things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But when it comes to like the full prototype, <coughs> the full scale models, mm -hmm. they're going to sadly be like, uh, not reused materials. Yeah. So. Well, they'll be used many, many, many times, yeah, I'm sure, to make yeah. up for it. So yeah. I think when you ask that question, that was just like, whoa, yes. Um, <laughs> again, we really want to be sustainable as much as possible mm -hmm. and transparent. Mm -hmm. So anything that any product or materials that we have we put on there, we want to make sure that we can document and identify where it has come from. Um, so I think when it comes to the, the prototypes as well, that is something we're definitely going to be considering as to mm -hmm. if we can get this material, if we see the material is not sourced sustainably or in a way that we deemed as acceptable, we're going to have to either find a different um, material method or change the design. But I think that is going to be our end goal. We're not going to accept that. Mm -hmm. The material that we need is here and it's, we're going to, we're definitely going to try as much. Shop local as much as you possibly can, yeah. Hopefully it works because having to redesign. Not. Yeah. <laughs> it's poor you. <laughs> you have to do all the hard mathematical stuff. Well, everybody yeah, does. That, um, things are also imported into Cayman. So we yeah. definitely will factor that in. 
as part of the emissions and, and stuff like that as well. So we're we're not missing missing anything else. Even when we take our drives to the to source materials, we're actually going to be considering um, how to measure that mm-hmm. and record. So um, awesome. I'm kind of be late on turning that switch on, but um, no, no, you're getting there. Um, set a, a milestone target mm-hmm. and start from there and start to reduce our footprint. That's so, ep- honestly, everything you're doing is so epic and I want to be involved with you eventually. And you know what? I think in a year's time, we'll come back and do this again and you'll probably have 50 billion different things to tell me that you're doing, which I'm totally down for. So we're definitely going to have to catch up again. Well, thank you so much for coming in today. Where can people follow your socials? Uh, at the moment, we only have the, our Instagram page. Okay. Um, Kyoshin Cleanup. And yeah, uh, our website will be relaunched uh, this Friday. Which mm-hmm. is Mm-hmm. with some interesting um, updates. That's awesome. Um, fingers crossed, hopefully that nothing, everything goes to plan. Okay, and, and will you be at the march tomorrow? The climate march? The climate march, yes. Yeah. Yay! Definitely be there. Um, I think, again, that is one thing we try to um, do as much as support the organizations like Protect Our Future Plastic Free, um, the key clubs and different ones like that is really try to show our support there. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes, I, if I can attend, I will try to mm-hmm. push them <laughs> to, to, to go as well. We always try to have at least one of us Brilliant. at these events. At least Brilliant. One, yeah. Awesome, guys. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming in today to talk with me. I can't. Uh, honestly, I can't wait to have you guys back, and I can't wait to maybe join you in whatever endeavors are to come. Um, and it's so exciting to see such a group of passionate people who really, you know, have said, you know, it's not going to be up to anybody else at this point. <clears throat> it really is at this point all very privately done and not governmental, <laughs> but you know, that's okay. Um, we'll get there. Um, and thanks for staying creative and being really creative in your thinking. Um, Thank you again to DMS Broadcasting and to Bobo 89.1 FM and to our silent sponsors and to my pal Ryan Kirkaldi from Retrospect Media for capturing all of this. Check out our filmed episodes over on YouTube and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Protecting Paradise KY. You cannot care unless you know, so thanks for joining us today. And remember, we're always open to your opinion and topic suggestions, so do not be shy. And we will see you next week. Toodles! Toodles!